Hello, and welcome to the PP Are You Kidding Me podcast. I'm your host, Sam Buckley. Guys, this week is the Waiver Wire edition on today's show. We're going to be talking about some Waiver Wire pickups for y'all for week 11 going into the matchups this weekend. And y'all, it is getting close to the Fantasy Football Championships. So I talked last week about how I was so upset about Dez and I can't stop crying. I don't know. I'm okay. I'm going to be fine. But... You guys, if you do want to fill that spot that Dez lost, let's talk about some wide receiver waiver wires. Brandon Marshall. Now, I know you're not excited to hear about Brandon Marshall, but he's a poor man's Dez Bryant. But he did impress the Saints, you know, and they are a Super Bowl contender. He went and tried out with Kamar Aiken when Dez tried out. Dez was obviously their first option, getting signed. You can't handle the truth! So Marshall is going to be playing for the New Orleans Saints. He is only 7% owned. Uh, and he is a veteran wideout. But now that he is signed to the Saints, he's going to be filling that slot position that Des Bryant was going to fill. New Orleans has a great stretch for the playoffs. He will definitely bring you at least wide receiver three value, especially with double coverage on Michael Thomas. Traquan on the other perimeter, I think. Brandon Marshall could be a good pickup. You know, he was a little bit banged up, but, you know, he's he's training well. You know, people don't think he's got a lot left in the tank. Uh, and if you're needing a position, I mean, looking at that position or you're on a bye week, I think Brandon Marshall is somebody that you definitely should think about picking up. Now, I talked last week about some waiver wires, but I didn't cover them all because I was trying to wrap up the show really quick. I felt like it took me a while to get through all those matchups and all those games. But I did talk a little bit about Anthony Miller. Tall, big, beautiful, and strong. Chicago wideout. Now, he's only 13% owned. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and give my recommendations on how much fab, like how much if you if you play – not in a like snake priority wave of wire draft. If you play with like fab money and you have to bid on players or blind bid or do what you do, I'm out of my money. So I just got to wait till everybody's picked and then I kind of pick up the scraps. I uh, pick up what's left. <laughs> so I got my own pickups that I'm not going to talk about because I don't know if anybody in my league is listening to this show. But uh, yes, so I would spend about eh, 4% of your fab on Brandon Marshall. I mean, he's not going to, if he gets away from you, don't be worried about it. I don't know, 4 four to 5% of your fab. So, let's see, if you got, what is that? Like, if you have 100, well, obviously, if you play, I say, what is that? Because in my league, we only get $25 fab for the year. A lot of people basically usually do like a $100, $200 fab. It's a lot easier to calculate percentages when you're offering advice. So, spend about 5% of your fab on uh, Brandon Marshall. Anthony Miller, he's only 13% owned. Sorry, I get a little bit off topic. Got a little of that ADD going. He's a wideout for Chicago. Now, Taylor Gabriel was the guy to pick up. Everybody had their hopes and bets and, you know, their money, quite literally, on Taylor Gabriel. But Anthony Miller is the rookie that has shown up. I mean, he has surpassed the 70% snap threshold in each of Chicago's past three games. And what's interesting, in Week 10, even with Allen Robinson this last week, back in the lineup, 70% of Anthony Miller's routes have come out of the slot. And we know that slot receivers are the most valuable receivers to pick up. They run across the center of the field. For example, like when quarterback is looking for a deep play, now a guy who's going to get deep targets and big catches, they're going to get you big points. But they don't get targeted as much as slot receivers. Slot receivers are a lot closer to the quarterback. If uh, their offensive line is getting swamped and they need to get the ball off quickly, you're going to want to throw to a slot receiver. So slot receivers are always going to give you the best fantasy output Especially if you have like a really good top tier player, slot receivers are where it's at. I always try to go for slot receivers. I've always picked up slot receivers. I don't like going for big perimeter guys 
Because I find even, like, they could be the best of the best of the best. They sure are good. It's not quite literally a boomer bust, but you're kind of almost putting yourself in that situation where you're depending on a boomer bust situation with a perimeter wide receiver. What I'm getting at is Anthony Miller has played most of his routes in the slot. And the Bears are known for running three wide sets. Like, they put three wideouts on the field. And Miller is definitely, like, he's commanding those targets. When the Bears are playing three wide sets, which is, again, 66% of the time, above average, Miller is going to be the guy who's going to corral all those passes. His last game, he just produced a career-best 122 receiving yards. Granted, it was against the Detroit Lions. This is the only team in the league that is putting out as many points offensively as there are defensively. This is a very well-rounded, all-around good team. Anthony Miller is my top priority wide receiver pickup. Do or do not. There is no try. Get yourself some Anthony Miller. I would spend 10 to 15% of my fab on him. Maybe more. Maybe 20%. You know, I like to I spend high. If I see a player I want to see, I wish I had this guy. Somebody picked him up for free, I believe, last week in my league. I didn't even think about it. I was needing I picked up Dez because I'm just, yeah. That's who I am, man. I picked up Dez. I'm a boys fan. I thought he was going to do good. I pretty, I love the Saints schedule. You know what? Heck, it. If, any, if anybody is listening to this show, you know, if you don't spend money on Brandon Marshall, I might just pick him up. Uh, I also like the stream quarterback, so I might, you know, do a little something there. Uh, next wide receiver I want to talk about is Josh Reynolds for the LA Rams. <laughs> now, this cat is only 1% owned because we know the three big wide receivers for the LA Rams are Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup. Well, unfortunately, as I'm sure you all are aware, Cooper Cup last week had a knee injury, ACL tear, season ending injury. And so disappointing because he's a very great player. He's going to be out. He missed week seven and eight with the first injury that he had. And uh, when he did miss those weeks, Reynolds played 86.3% of the Rams snaps. Predominantly on the outside, opposite of Brandon Cooks with Robert Woods in the slot. See, I like Robert Woods in this situation because, you know, I like slot receivers. However, this is a team that does throw the ball deep. A lot of the times, uh, Jerry Goff is an amazing quarterback. This team is also uh, one of the highest, I think the second, if not, no, the third highest scoring offensive team in the league. Maybe the second. So you don't have to worry about Josh Reynolds not being a slot receiver. I mean, you don't typically have to make that a main focus of worrying about your wide receivers in general. It's just something that I like to target. But especially with the Rams, they like to throw the ball deep. And they do throw the ball deep, and they do it a lot. And they make big plays. The Rams are a big play offensive team. Whether it's on the ground or in the air, they either throw the ball deep and they make big plays or they hand it off to Todd Gurley who just rushes like the whole football field. So Josh Reynolds is very interesting to me. Now, while he only contributed four catches in those two games, those first two games that Cup was out, um, with an expanded role, he did catch a pair of touchdowns. So he's going to see a huge snap count moving forward for one of the NFL's top offensive teams. So... I believe Reynolds is going to definitely offer you at least wide receiver three value on a week-to-week basis moving forward, and he's going to see targets because, again, the guys to cover in that matchup when the Rams play are going to be Cooks, and it's going to be Woods. So I think Josh Reynolds is a very interesting pickup. Again, anywhere as low as 10 up to 20% of your fab. I mean, this is where guys are going to the playoffs. These are the moves that you need to make to win your fantasy league, and you need to get some points 
This is a make-or-break time. You have to win your games now, especially if you're almost on the brink of making the playoffs. You're in a position. you got to win. So next thing I want to talk about, I'm not too excited. Talking about Willie Sneed for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I do like Willie Sneed. I've always liked him. He's always been. I've had him in my leagues in the past. Uh, not last year, maybe the year before that, but I've, I've had him in my lineups, and he always produces solid, steady numbers. Um, and that's kind of what I'm reading right here. He is a solid source of targets and receptions for the Raiders. Um, he just, he does, he, we know what his ceiling is, but the thing about him is he always puts up a decent floor. So, I mean, he, he's a safe bet. And I believe they're playing Cincinnati next week and Cincinnati's defense is falling apart. I mean, that team in general is falling apart, which is really sad because it came out strong. I have Andy Dalton and Tyler Boyd in my league and I'm playing that stack Unfortunately, A.J. Green got injured, so he's not there to stretch the field and open up space for Boyd, who plays in the slot. And Andy Dalton's kind of come back down to earth. You step out of line, you make one false move, you're out of here. Don't think you're the first. And not putting up monster games, he's being Andy Dalton. And I was really sad about that because last year I had Alex Smith, and he won me a fantasy football championship. Alex Smith won off, was like an MVP, top quarterback. I had that, I had that. Alex Smith, Tyreek Hill stack, and I was so happy. Right now I got that Andy Dalton, Tyler Boyd stack, and Tyler Boyd scared me last week with that offense. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Cincinnati's D is also falling apart. Uh, their linebackers have been in and out of injuries. They're, you know, they, they're going to be scrambling a lot in this game, and I think that Willie Sneed offers a very steady floor in this game. But let me see. Let me see what their uh, – Schedule looks like going forward, especially going into the... Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm changing my whole attitude right now. Pick up Willie Sneed right now. Pick him up. Not only does he have a solid baseline, but get this, you guys. Okay, so they play Cincinnati. And then they play Oakland. Then they play Atlanta. Then they play Kansas City. And then they play Tampa Bay. Win-win is number four. And number five is win-win-win. The important difference here is with win-win-win, we all win. Me too. Did you guys just hear what I just said? Did you guys just hear what I just said? Did you hear the, the defenses, the teams that they're playing? Oh, my God. These are, the highest, these are the teams that you can score high as heck on, y'all. Oakland, Atlanta, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, and then Cincinnati this weekend. Yeah, he should definitely be at least a reliable source for fantasy production for the remainder of this season. Oh my goodness, you know what? Now I realize that Willie Sneed has picked up in my league, and then there's nothing I can do to get him. Oh, I hope I don't have to face a guy who has Willie Sneed because I know he's going to get, if you're playing in a PPR league, I expect to see nothing less than a, at least 15 points a game out of Willie Sneed. If not more, I, I, you know what? He's going to get you some touchdowns, I bet, too. Whew, you know what, let's move that up on the priority because we're taking more risks with Josh Reynolds, although I really like the potential for Josh Reynolds. It could be really high, although Jared Goff could just be thrown to Cooks and Woods. I like Josh Reynolds. I, I kind of like these wide receivers. You know, it's really weird when you get this far into the fantasy football league. I mean, it's week 11, so it, it's over in week 16 unless you play in a really messed up league and you go to week 17, which I hate if you're playing a league like that. Quit, join another league, find some new friends to play with. That's not fun. However, we're going into week 11. So after that, there's five games left, including this weekend, six games left, end of season. 
This is the time to make stuff happen. And you usually don't see guys like this that are very interesting guys to pick up this late in the season. Let's move on because I digress. This guy, I don't know how I feel about this next guy. I'm going to talk about uh, it out for the Houston Texans, Kiki QT. Now, he is very talented. He's very good. But they did just sign Demarius Thomas from the Broncos. So they've got Demarius Thomas, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and Kiki QT. Now, Kiki QT is very good. Now, he is – see, I like rookies because they're fast. i got a lot of boosts. been a very productive wide receiver. And get this. He is also what I like. You guys know this. He's a slot receiver. Now, he's, only, he's been limited to just four games, uh, and he's not planning to play until his hamstring is fully healed. So that's a little scary, but from what reports I've heard, he's coming back. And uh, they just had their bye, so there is even extra hope moving forward that he is one week closer to returning to the lineup. So this could be a really big opportunity for Kiki QT. We're a little... Unsure, just because we're a little nervous about this injury. Like I said, they're coming off a bye. I think he's going to play. I think he's going to do good. He's fast. He's talented. Yeah, that's what we need to know for Kiki QT. Let's move on to our running backs. So this is a messy backfield, the next uh, person I'm going to talk about. However, Rashard Penny, it was Penny time. He had a huge game. He rushed for 12 times for 108 yards and scored his first NFL touchdown. I... Really much like this player. Coming out of the draft, I was a big Penny fan. Hey, you know, like my saying, you see a Penny, pick it up. And all day long, you have good luck. Penny, pick him up, right? But before you get too excited, this is a really messy backfield. You've got Mike Davis, Chris Carson, Pete Carroll. Is, you, Pete, you cannot trust anything Pete Carroll says at all. He... He says something, and then the very next week they do something else. He was like, well, we're going to give the ball back to Chris Carter. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, don't see that happening. When you have this rookie who is so talented, who has a huge game like this, I just don't see how you, you don't start him. Uh, Penny also was out-snapped, though, by Davis, 39-27. to And Mike Davis did generate 80 yards on 15 touches. But Penny looked, like, really, really good. He looked just as good as all those veteran running backs that have been playing all seasons. There's no telling what Pete Carroll's going to do here. I mean, he flashed. And he showed us what he could do. And he's a first-round pick. I think he's definitely worthy of a wave of wire pickup. So hopefully they see this, they figure it out, and they fire up their pennies and cents, baby. Let's see Rashad Penny do something again. This is not a great running back waiver wire this week. I mean, it really isn't. It's kind of ugly all the way around. Uh, but I think Penny might be my favorite pickup out of the crew. Again, because the next backfield I'm talking about, again, it's a messy, sloppy, three-headed monster backfield. But this running back is the best running back in their depth chart. I'm talking about Josh Adams for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's only 13% owned. He's becoming a bigger piece of the backfield. Uh, again, though, it's a committee backfield. Wendell Smallwood and Corey Clement, but he's definitely the best rusher on the team. Didn't have a huge game last week, but he did lead the Eagles in carries. So what sucks, though, is Doug Peterson isn't going to move away from this three-headed backfield. He's going to plug and play at least two, if not all three, running backs. But Adams is definitely the best player on that committee, and he is trending in the upward direction. So he has potential. You know, that's the upside that you get for Josh Adams. Now, this is everybody's first priority running back waiver wire. I just, I'm not a big fan of the scheme that we have going this week for running backs. A little too far, cross the line. I mean, running back depth is a lot harder to get because there's not as many running backs on a team as there are wide receivers, unless it's these teams I'm talking about who play 
three-headed committee running back sets. It's just bizarre. The next running back, I talked about him a little bit last week, Elijah McGuire from the New York Jets. Who do they think they are, the New York Jets? He's only 18% owned. He did leave the backfield in snaps and total yards. And he's doing a great job filling in for Bilal Powell. Again, this is also like a three-headed monster, too, with uh, Isaiah Crowell, Bilal Powell, and Elijah McGuire. But Elijah McGuire is coming back as the more dominant running back uh, because they just don't... Well, not the most... The most dominant running back in that backfield is Isaiah Crowell, but they don't trust Isaiah Crowell with all the work. They're just not going to give him... He's not a three-down back. So Elijah McGuire is somebody that you can pick up. Week 12, he's on a bye this week. Again, so if you need to pick up somebody to play this week, you're not going to want to pick up Elijah McGuire. If you're not super desperate and maybe you got some buys week 12, week 12 they're probably in the Patriots. And what we do know about the Patriots is you can run all over the Patriots. It's like Red Rover, Red Rover, I call over any running back and they will run right over the Patriots. So if you want to pick him up for a small bid, he's only going to do stuff for the league I'm talking about, a PPR league. So, Elijah McGuire, he's somebody that you can add. So, let's go to quarterback. Brady takes the shotgun snap, looks, pulls the trigger, touchdown to Randy Moss! Quarterback's kind of, you know, not a lot to talk about for quarterbacks. Um, but Dak Prescott, man, he had an amazing last two weeks, and now that he's got all-star wide receiver, I don't care what y'all say, everybody talks smack about Amari Cooper, I'll be hanging with Mitch Cooper every week. He's playing with the Cowboys. So Dak Prescott, and he rushes all over the place. He's going to rush in a touchdown. You know that. You know he's going to pass the ball to Amari Cooper and to his boy Beasley and to Michael Gallup. I'm liking this team a lot better. They didn't come out of the gates running like crazy. Again, they didn't have a a good wide receiver to throw to, but their wide receivers are finally getting better. And, well, now they have Amari Cooper. So and, and week uh, last week they beat – the Eagles, and nobody saw that coming. And uh, in week six, they thrashed the Jaguars. Prescott has averaged, you guys. Sorry, I was just uh, forward reading on this. Dak Prescott has averaged 276 total yards per game and accounted for two-plus touchdowns in all four games. I mean, yeah, Pick up Dak Prescott. I love Dak Prescott. Again, I'm biased against, uh, biased not against. I'm biased towards the Cowboys, but he is playing Atlanta next week, and Atlanta gives up so many yards to everybody, running backs, wide receivers, t- you name it, tight ends. You are going to play. Pick up Dak Prescott if he's not owned. Pick him up. Stream him this week. This is going to be a really high-scoring game, and their offense hasn't been showing up. They got whooped by Cleveland last week. Again, I digress. You need a quarterback, pick up Dak Prescott. He is a very exciting streaming quarterback, especially this week. Going forward, I think the Dallas Cowboys are pulling it together. Next quarterback on my list, uh, I don't even really want to talk about him. Joe Flacco, Baltimore. Eh, no. He's not throwing well. He kind of has a hip injury, we think. Oh, how am I not? You know what? I don't even know why this came up in my list. Forget this. Pick up Lamar Jackson, guys. Because if Flacco's back, or I mean if Flacco is out and he does have a, a hip injury, now you got to check out the practice reports. Because he, he, when he got injured, he was on crutches. And that's not good. That means he, his injury is not strong. It's obviously bad enough to where he can't hold his own weight up. And that's not good. And if... 
Lamar Jackson goes in and is the starter. They're playing Cincinnati, and I've already talked about how bad their defense is. So Lamar Jackson is going to run all over, all over the Cincinnati Bengals. So, yeah, if just keep, you know what, you might, this is somebody you might want to pick up and stash because I don't think Flacco's going to come back. He's getting older, he's getting beat up. And I'm pretty sure that Lamar Jackson's going to score all over the Bengals. Now, see that? That's the kind of winning attitude that's going to take this enterprise straight to the top. Okay, last quarterback I want to talk about. Let me see. Ryan Tannehill. Ugh. I don't know how I feel about this, guys. The Dolphins are beat up. Let me try to read ahead and see what this says, because this is ridiculous to me. No. I don't know. They they said, let's see, the next three games are at Indianapolis, Buffalo, New England, and it says he's going to be a decent, no, a decent quarterback, too, down the stretch. Forget that. Let's, no, 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 no. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 No. He's only 3% owned for a reason. Yeah. And he's on a... Wait, if you're looking... Wait, no, 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 no. No. This is a waste of my radio time. I'm going to have to edit all this out. Forget it. However, one more person I do want to talk about. This will be my last quarterback. Marcus Mariota. Oh, yeah. Marcus Mariota has been playing amazing now. He had a horrible start to the season. He had some weird elbow thingy injury. I don't know what was going on, but he was, said he couldn't throw the ball right or something. He wasn't. He was getting sacked all the time, but it's like they had a bye, and then all of a sudden they just turned it up. And now they're passing. Now they're running. Deion Lewis is looking hot. Marcus Mariota is looking hot. He's running around. He's throwing the ball. He's doing these little like toss plays to John o. Smith. Uh, Corey Davis had a sensational game last weekend. If Mario Marcus Mariota is unowned, pick him up in your waiver wires and you can play him with confidence. And I believe I might be wrong. I'm gonna have to look at my matchup real quick. I'm pretty sure that no, yeah, yeah. The the Tennessee Titans are playing the Colts, man. Pick up Mariota. He's gonna have a sensational game this week against. The Colts. Last segment I'm going to talk about, guys, and then I'm going to call it a night and say good night and good luck to you all and have an amazing, wonderful evening and a fantasy football weekend. Tight ends. I want to. I always. I try to. Like I read this name. You guys probably know what I'm talking about right now. Jeff Herman, because his name is spelled like H-E-U-E-R-M-A-N, and I want to go Herman. 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 My name is Jeff Herman. I play for the Denver Broncos. I don't even know that what that was. That was like a weird. Borat kind of voice almost. He's only 5% on, but he had a killer game. I think it was week nine. It was right. Yeah, it was right before. Or no, it was the week that uh, Damaris Thomas got traded to the Texans. And he had, yeah, that's right. He was a top 10 fantasy tight end. He had 11 for 16 targets that game for 87 yards and two touchdowns. That's right. He had a 24-point fantasy game. That's right. Now I remember. Because I picked up Chris Herndon instead of Jeff 
Herman, Hermann, Hermann, Jeff Herman. Uh, I picked up Herndon, Herndon over Herman. That's weird. I didn't expect that coming. <laughs> Herndon over Herman. Maybe I just read it wrong. So um, I'm getting a little tired, you guys. It's been a long week. So Jeff Herman is definitely somebody that you can pick up, and he is a steady going forward. I believe him to be a, a good fill-in tight end or just a flyer tight end every week going forward. Uh, he's had significant snaps all season. He leads the Broncos with 12 red zone targets which ranks fourth among all NFL tight ends. Heck, man, if I didn't have Eric Ebron, I would be picking this guy up. I didn't know that. But again, Eric Ebron just had three catches last week for three touchdowns. So, But Jeff Herman, uh, he caught a career-high 10 balls against the Houston Texans, what I was just talking about. And uh, his next five games, he faces the Steelers, then, which they're getting better on D, but then the Bengals, the Browns, the Raiders, who all rank in the bottom 10 in terms of allowing fantasy points to the tight end position. So, yes, I'm kind of liking this. Uh, if I didn't pick up Herndon over Herman, I'd have Herman right now. But I kind of like Jeff Herman. What's up? He's my favorite one in this one. Uh, again, I'm only talking about two tight ends, so to have a favorite over two isn't really saying much. But Jonu Smith is my next tight end I'm talking about. He's the tight end for the Tennessee Titans. And this is the team I was just talking about with Corey Davis and Marcus Mariota. He's only 1% owned. And he's filling in for Delaney Walker, who's been banged up all year. He's out. So Smith has played 81.5% of Tennessee snaps this season. And he hadn't been doing much with them until recently, until, like I said, this whole team kind of, like, took a bye and, like, reformatted and just, like, I think they all realized that their battery pack was turned off and they switched it on and hooked up, like, car batteries to each one of them. And they are just, they're roaring right now. So, and he, he Johnu Smith has scored in back-to-back games and recorded multiple receptions in three straight games. So in week 11, again, like I just talked about with Marcus Mariota, the Titans are traveling to Indy to take on the Colts defense that has allowed the seven most fantasy points to tight ends this season. My mind's telling me no, but my body, my body's telling me yes. Johnny Smith, Jeff Herman, Herman, Jeff Herman, Johnny Smith, these are tight ends that are one one and five percent owned so they're definitely going to be available on your waiver wire and if you guys need tight end uh to play or stream again if you have a buy or you're just tight end is not doing anything good these are guys that are low radar that could have really big games so that being said that closes out the show you guys those are my waiver wire pickups going into week 11 i want to thank you guys for listening to the pp are you kidding me podcast now we're up on itunes uh please download subscribe uh leave me a rating leave me a comment but for that i want to just tell you guys have a good fantasy football weekend enjoy your thursday night enjoy your sunday enjoy your monday night we will talk again soon until i talk to y'all then peace